Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. What up, what up, what up, what up? What's up, what's up, fam? How you guys doing? It's me, Nick. It's Nick's Nerd News. We're on the eve of celebration, y'all. That is right. I'm going to be spending all weekend at Star Wars Celebration. Uh, I will be talking about everything, of course, on next week's episode, so so make sure to tune in next week as well. Um, I am also uh, going to be putting up as much as I can on social media, so make sure to follow me and uh, my personal page and the podcast's Instagram. Um, gonna be putting a lot of stuff, pictures, anything I take, essentially any pictures I take during the show, uh, stories, all that good stuff, make sure to follow. Um, I'm excited to finally be getting to go. It's been so long since the last one. I think it was 2015 was the last time. Um, this is gonna be my third celebration that I've personally been to. Uh, I am very, very excited. Um, my first was 2007. Uh, my second, like I said, was 2015 when they brought it back. Um, it it skipped uh, Anaheim for quite a while. It was it was Europe in 2016, Orlando in 2017. Oh, so 2015 was the last time I went. Uh, Chicago in 2019, um, and then of course it'll be back in Anaheim this year. Uh, I am very, very excited. Uh, It was supposed to be in 2020. Uh, It has now, of course, been uh, two years since that happened. Um, It was originally supposed to take place August of this year, but they moved it up to May uh, to coincide with, you know, anniversary of Star Wars and, of course, now the release of um, uh, Obi-Wan on uh, Friday. But I am very, very, very excited. I cannot wait. Um, oh man, it's it's uh, it's going to be great. Um, I cannot wait. Of course, I'm sure they're going to announce something new um, at uh, uh, at the end of this celebration for wherever the next one is. It will probably be in Orlando, uh, and then hopefully. Uh, somewhere close. If it is in the U.S., I will try to go again, more than likely, knowing me. Um, obviously, it's going to cost money for travel and things like that. But anyway, let's get into what y'all are really here for, and that's what I normally talk about, right? It's what I normally talk about. Let's let's get into it, shall we? So, um, CD Projekt Red has finally announced when the Witcher 3 next-gen update will will be released. Unfortunately, it has been delayed on numerous occasions and will finally release on uh, in quarter four of 2022. So what that means is essentially late summer, early fall of 2022 is when that will release. I know it's been a long time, but it, it is finally coming. Um... The PS5 finally has its first official Sony bundle, <laughs> and it's uh, bundled with Horizon Forbidden West. So it, it's uh, if you can get your hands on it, it's totally worth it. 
Um, Gearbox has announced that they're working on nine new AAA games. Yes, nine from Gearbox. Um, I, I guess it, it is growing as a studio and, and mini publisher after the Embracer Group acquired them a few years ago. Um, it, it, like I said, it is both a developer and a publisher. Uh, we don't know exactly how close these games are coming out or, or not or where they are. Um, but it did say, quote, Gearbox continues to scale the organization to deliver on its ambitious growth plan. And there are currently nine AAA games under development, unquote. That is nuts. Uh, we know of five games they're publishing at least. Uh, Homeworld 3, Hyperlight Breaker, Relic Hunter Legends, Have a Nice Death, and Eyes in the Dark, the curious case of one Victoria Bloom. Um, I don't think all of those are AAA games, though, and we don't know um, if those count. Uh, the Embracer Group, of course, is growing and can, buying up more and more games. Um, their most recent release was the Evil Dead the game from Saber Interactive, um, which is something else, man. Crazy. Uh, TikTok, in its ever-crushing will to dominate the world, uh, is looking to add game streaming and more gaming content to its repertoire. And, you know, Netflix is pushing into it. Uh, this is per Reuters. TikTok is testing uh, the addition of mini-games. I guess they're trying this out in Vietnam first. Um, and then it's going to start in Asia before it comes to the U.S. Um, and, and more than video games. I guess they're going to launch some other things. Uh, they might do live streaming with gaming. Who knows? Uh, but don't be surprised if more and more content, gaming content shows up on TikTok. Um, last week we finally got the official gameplay reveal and, uh, uh, well, gameplay reveal came already, but the official, the cinematic trailer, I should say, for, for DC's Multiverses, uh, which has sparked a debate on which characters should be added as later DLC. Uh, and because of the inclusion of Arya Stark from Game of Thrones, a lot of people think that HBO personalities should be added to the game uh, and apparently twitter over um overwhelmingly thinks that tony soprano should be a future dlc character for uh multiverses uh other names thrown out were noho hank from barry uh, as well as john oliver <laughs> um, which wouldn't really make a whole lot of sense um and several other characters uh, but, but like I said, overwhelmingly, uh, the internet wants Tony Soprano to be included as a DLC character on DC Multiverses. That is the wildest thing I've ever heard. Uh, Death Stranding 2 has seemingly been confirmed by Norman Reedus, who couldn't keep his mouth shut, I guess. Um, Hideo Kojima played up on it and made a joke about it, um, which is funny to me. If, if you ask me, um, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I wonder if it's really coming out though. 
I, I, I'm not going to get it. I haven't even finished the first one. Um, the Embracer Group uh, has announced, uh, speaking of them again, that they will double down on their newly acquired IPs. Uh, and what I mean by that is sequels, remakes, remakes, remasters, and more coming from Deus Ex, Tomb Raider, um, and some of the other ones. They see great fi uh, financial potential, unquote. Um, and they quote the other financial results, quote, further strengthened its development capabilities and IP portfolio, unquote, uh, by purchasing, of course, Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal. Um, and also transmedia projects, if what that means is more Tomb Raider movies, probably, Deus Ex stuff, more than likely, all of that. Um, also this week, we found out that EA has been looking into being acquired or merging with a larger corporation. Um, this is news because we thought EA was going to stay independent. Um, but we have learned that NBC Universal was one of the companies approached. Uh, apparently Disney... Uh, and several others um, with with Andrew Wilson, who would be taking over uh, as the, the CEO if they had merged. Um, apparently, the NBC Universal merger was the, the one that was had the most potential. Um, and it would have been a combined company takeover. But, like I said, Andrew Wilson would would take over as the whole CEO. Um, and Comcast, of course, would be there as well. Um, I guess Shell, the Shell Corporation was involved in this. Uh, they did have at least a month-long set of discussions. No word on where it went through. Um, but like I said, they've spoken to Disney, Apple, and even Amazon about a, a potential, um, potential mergers, buyouts, acquisitions, things like that. Um... And it's mainly because it was over Microsoft acquiring Activision. Um, but any of these mergers would apparently require Andrew Wilson to become the CEO of the new entity. Honestly, I'll take Andrew Wilson over uh, what's-his-face over at Disney right now. So I don't think that's going to happen, though. Uh, I fix it subsequently leaks and then announces the list of parts and things that they will be selling in relation to the Steam Deck and Valve Index. Uh, but you still can't replace the battery in it if, you ever, if your battery ever goes out on your Steam Deck. Apparently, with the launch of PS Plus, uh, and if you get the premium one, I think it is, where you can play PS1 games, there will be an option to turn on a CRT or cathode ray tube uh, filter to make it look as if you're playing on one of your old school TVs like you did when you first had your PS1 on your new fancy HD LED TV. Why anyone would do that is beyond me, uh, other than for just nostalgia reasons, but it's an option. Uh, they'll, they'll, we'll, there will also be potential game rewinds and other similar features uh, with also the possibility of trophies uh, but they are completely optional I guess on the developer 
uh, we do know that at least Siphon Filter and its replayability mode will have trophies. Uh, and the strangest bit of, of crossover ever, AT&T customers can now stream uh, the game Control um, for a limited time uh, with low, quote, low latency of AT&T 5G paired with cloud streaming technology helps deliver virtually instant high-fidelity gameplay to the devices you already own, unquote. Uh, so on any AT&T connected phone, tablet, or computer, no downloading, subscriptions, or hidden costs. Um, you just need to uh, have an AT&T postpaid mobility plan to play it. Uh, of course, it's powered by Google's Immersive Stream for Gamers. Um, AT&T offered Batman Arkham Knight a few months ago, I guess in the same way. Um, but it's uh, the full game for free for a limited time. Definitely do it if you haven't played Control and you don't ha already own it on console. Uh, Raven Software has f the their QA team, I should say, have fully voted to unionize. Um, they, of course, staged a walkout. They were angry with how they were being treated by Activision. Uh, but they have officially voted to unionize the QA workers at Raven Software. Um, it was a final vote of 19 for and 3 against, so pretty much unanimous. And um, 28 employees were considered eligible to vote, and only 24 votes were submitted. Uh, two of the votes were challenged and rendered invalid. The remaining group voted to legally form the Game Workers Alliance. It is the first North American video game union at a AAA studio um, because indie studio Vodio Games unionized last year. Um, this means members of that worker Game Workers Alliance will be able to bargain collectively with Activision Blizzard management over contracts and everything else like that. Um, but we know that Activision Blizzard has been very anti this and things like that. We'll see though what happens once the Microsoft Activision takes over and how they work with them there. Uh, because I know Microsoft already has unionized employees, not gaming, but on its campus. Um, we finally got a release date for the Lord of the Rings Golem game. Uh, it will release September 1st. It's not looking good, folks. It is not looking like it's ready for prime time. I will say that. Um, but that is a thing. Yeah, probably a lot of people forgot about. Uh, just in time for Amazon's Lord of the Rings show. How about that, huh? Perfect timing. Uh, Modern Warfare 2 has officially been announced um, with its new artwork and release date. The game will release on October 28th this year. And uh, it focuses on bringing back several characters from the first game. Uh, Captain Price, Ghost... Um, Soap is coming back from, from the original Modern Warfare games. Uh, Gaz, who starred in the first Modern Warfare reboot. Uh, and then a new character whose name is Alejandro Vargas, who is a Mexican Special Forces colonel. And if you ask me, that plays right into the hands of the rumor that it will be heavily focused on fighting Mexican drug cartels. Um, 
obviously with uh, Favela being heavily rumored to make a, a comeback as a multiplayer map. Uh, and that character being announced just just throws fuel on the fire, essentially. Um, Hogwarts Legacy, uh, we got new announcements today, or this weekend, I should say. Uh, it will have uh, PlayStation 5 exclusive features, and it, it's all because of the DualSense controller. Uh, via a PlayStation blog post, uh, Avalanche explained, the Avalanche being the makers of the game, uh, that because of the DualSense's adaptive uh, haptic triggers, it will, quote, allow for more flexibility in combat, unquote. And it has to do with spells and, and blocking, uh, and it will only work on the right-hand side of the controller, just as if you were holding a wand in real life. Um, the DualSense will also flash with each spell or damage. Um, it will glow different colors for different houses, um, ambient sounds, things like that. Uh, is that enough for me to get it on the PlayStation 5 over the Series X? Probably not, because those are more gimmicks than they are anything. Um, and a it came out today that a Marvel MMO was canceled. Uh, apparently, Daybreak Games was working on it. Uh, of course, they are famous for making DC Universe Online. Uh, they didn't see the potential in it and ultimately canceled it before it got too deep. Um, and the final thing I want to talk about gaming-wise, just a real quick. Uh, three months later, I am finally getting to Pokemon Legends Arceus, four months later. Uh, and it's fun, but it feels outdated. A, the music is garbage. The music is absolute trash in this game. I hate it, especially the music in Jubilife Village or whatever. It's just, it's the same three notes over and over and fucking over again. It's annoying. It's shit compared to other Pokemon games. The other thing is it, it, it's, it, it, so much a classic JRPG that it, it's not even funny. But the problem with that is, is it plays like a JRPG from 20 years ago. It reminds me so much of the first Kingdom Hearts game. I, I'm not even joking. It it just it it feels unfinished. It it's grindy, more so more grind than any other Pokemon game. Um, and it it's just the Switch. I don't think the Switch can really handle it. To be honest, there's there's points where. If you see a Pokemon in the distance, the frame rate drops so much. I, I, these games, I don't know what they're doing, but they're making them so big and fancy, and I don't think the Switch can really handle it. And that's the unfortunate part. I'm still having fun, but it, it's just, it's definitely like more of a proof of concept. And I, I pray to God they're using it as, as, how to make sure that Scarlet and Violet can be more open world than previous games. Um, but it, it, it shows the potential for where the Pokemon franchise can go, and that's a good thing. Um, like I said, though, that's it for gaming. 
Uh, I do want to talk about TV just a bit. We did get our first trailer for the Umbrella Academy Season 3, and it shows off more of the Sparrow Academy, since they are now in an alternate timeline. And it looks to up the ante, which has already been way upped in previous seasons of, of the Umbrella Academy. Uh, but I'm very excited. It's actually been one of my favorite shows um, and one of my most favorite comic adaptations I've seen in a really long time. If you haven't watched it, it's really good. Uh, it's very different. And uh, props to Netflix for sticking with it. Uh, the Mandalorian is finally getting a comic story, a comic book. Uh, however, it is going to be just a straight adaptation of season one and two. Uh, it won't be a spin-off or anything like that, which really sucks. Uh, Gotham Knights put out its first promo image. It has been picked up for at least one season on the CW uh, as they cancel half of their other DC slate. Um, but I will give some of it a shot. <laughs> um, Disney Plus may be working on a new Daredevil show. Uh, no word on if it will be a continuation of the Netflix series or a, a reboot. Uh, what we do know, though, is that uh, Charlie Cox will remain Daredevil after his appearance in Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, Disney Plus will also be getting a Baymax show based on Big Hero 6, premiering June 29th. Uh, and then we got to learn more new stuff about Star Wars The Acolyte, the upcoming show. Uh, I'm sure we'll learn more at Star Wars Celebration this weekend. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of holding off on Star Wars stories. Uh, for the time being, I don't want to inundate you guys. Um, but writer and showrunner Leslie Headland will apparently be drawing heavily on the expanded universe um, and be making a lot of uh, parts of the old expanded universe will be brought back into canon. Um, it will take place during the High Republic era, um, which is about 100 years before the events of The Phantom Menace. And... It will be a Disney Plus show. I think it's a cart animated show. Um, Van per Vanity Fair, Headland said that uh, the story will lean heavily into expanded universe uh, and will bring, quote, unofficial legends back into canon, unquote. Um, Kathleen Kennedy said, quote, Leslie is a gigantic Star Wars fan. What's wonderful about Leslie is she knows it all. I mean, she's had read a gazillion books inside the EU, there are little bits and pieces that she's drawing from that no one has explored yet in the on-screen storytelling, unquote. Um, like I said, it will be High Republic. Um, it will also be sold, told from the perspective of the villain, uh, or the bad guys. Uh, and um, it will be a, a mystery thriller, quote-unquote. And uh, Leslie Headland said, quote, The truth is that I am a major mega fan, came to them with this idea. And I said, I think the best place to put this is in an area you guys have not quite explored yet. Um, they were very enthusiastic. It wasn't that they didn't want to explore that existing world, but I think that they already were because The Mandalorian and a lot of the other television projects were really relying on legacy characters. I was coming in as a fan who was much more into the RPG that the extended universe feeds on. I knew the timeline really well, and I was like, I think if you guys want to explore Star Wars from the perspective of the bad guys, the best time to do it is when the bad guys are wide, wildly outnumbered, when they actually are essentially the underdogs, for lack of a better term. So this would be that era, unquote. Um, 
I'm very excited. She says she's leaning more towards martial arts films and storytelling. I can't wait to see what happens with Star Wars Acolyte. And uh, hopefully we learn more this weekend. Um, Matt Shakeman, uh, who directed WandaVision, has now been tapped to direct the Godzilla prequel series set in the MonsterVerse that will air over on Apple+. Plus. Um, and then we also got word that Squid Game creator Huang Dong-hyuk is working on a new satirical comedy, yes, satirical comedy, um, that will be based on the creation of Squid Game uh, and apparently the impact of the show's popularity. Uh, This is per deadline, um, and it's being called essentially, quote, the best show on the planet, unquote. Um, And uh, Huang's satire will apparently, quote, Uh, Focus on Squid Game's overnight success based on his personal experience of being thrust into the limelight, unquote. Uh, No word yet on if it will be a show or a movie. Uh, He is busy working on the second season of Squid Game. Um, And it will feature more Gi-Hun. But uh, they're hoping to have it out by Halloween 2024. So we're about uh, two, two and a half years before that comes out. Um but at least we'll get more shenanigans related to Squid Game in some form and capacity. Um, We also learned Stranger Things' season four finale will be two and a half hours long. Feature-length finale here, folks, leading into uh, the fifth season, which I'm sure will come out either next year or the year after, uh, which is going to be the series' last. Uh, We also got runtimes for other episodes in Season 4, the last three of which, including the finale, all being over an hour long. Uh, So we're going to be in treat for a lot of Stranger Things. Of course, those episodes will air later in July, uh, as most of the first season drops this weekend. And then... um, JJ might be producing a live-action Speed Racer show. Good. Go away. Go play in a franchise I don't care about. (laughs) Um, And then before we move on to movies, I did want to talk about the Halo show. Uh, Season 1 finale was last week. Uh, We already know we're getting a Season 2. There was really cool stuff in the finale, and then there was really fucking stupid stuff in the finale. First off, what they did to my boy Atriox, I don't even want to get into because it was bullshit. And then this this other bullshit that happens. So they, Chief lets Cortana just take over him completely, which is apparently what Halsey wanted, making him the silent protagonist from the games, which is the, the weirdest fucking thing ever. Uh, also, apparently they needed Cortana to take over him to remotely pilot the Pelican. That's sketchy at best, I, I think, if, if you ask me. I feel like she could have done that without taking over Chief. Um, the fact that the Prophets would just hover up above a battle openly, bullshit. Um, very strange. Very strange indeed. Uh, it, it felt faker than ever in the finale 
Um, and it felt like they were trying to film in their version of like the volume that Star Wars and Marvel uses, and it it kind of failed. It looked it came off as really cheesy and cheap. Um, also, the stuff they were trying to build up with Quan Ha doesn't pay off at fucking all, which is expected because everyone fucking hated that storyline. I'm so happy we're getting new a new showrunner for season two, and I really hope. They ditch some of this asinine shit they've pulled. Uh, I saw someone post funnily online. It's like, what if uh, what if the season one was just a, a, a simulation that Halsey and her AI were running? Um, <laughs> and we find out that it was all a dream. I'd be like, yeah, that would be fucking stupid, but also really great at the same time. Um, but just some of the decisions that they've made are just strange and all over the place and and i saw one reviewer it's like it's it's blatantly obvious now that you had several different showrunners over the course of season one because the the peaks and valleys of of quality in production design and things like that were were really all over the place on the show there were some episodes that came off like really cheap like a cw show then there were really cool episodes that came off like they were spending a lot of money and it, it was like this wishy-washy thing. Um, I don't like how they're leading up to finding the Halo. I don't like how the Forerunners have just been completely just like ignored. Um, I'm happy they got rid of Maquis, the stupid fucking girl. Uh, other than that, I, they just need to rein it in. In terms of like the drifting from core canon. You can drift from core canon and tell a different story, but also not pu- fucking punt it away and treat it like it's it's like the plague because that's what it seems like they're doing. And, and it's starting to not feel like Halo, and that's a problem. Um, I will give season two the benefit of the doubt, but if I see more shenanigans, I'm out. I'm really not going to finish it. I'm, I just, I'm disappointed just overall disappointed in that show um got a little bit of movie stuff to talk about today uh hbo max has canceled the wonder twin movie wonder twins movie that they literally just cast uh i guess this is part of the new dc shakeup that's going on now that the merger with discovery is complete honestly i'm fine with that Uh, they don't we didn't need a wonder twins movie uh margot robbie is potentially starring in a oceans 11 prequel set in the 1960s uh, the film is not yet greenlit, uh, but she is producing and heavily in pre-production. Uh, I, I, let me guess, she's going to play the o- Danny's mother? That, that's really the only thing I can perceive. Uh, of course, the original Ocean's Eleven was a remake of the, orig- the real original Ocean's Eleven, which took place uh, in Vegas in the 1960s. Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr., The Rat Pack, Dean Martin, all them were in it. Um, same idea as the the Clooney one, just of course in the '60s, uh, and I wonder if maybe this is a way to like bridge the gap between that and the remake uh, with Margot Robbie. Uh, Doctor Strange has held out for another weekend, beating out Downton Abbey. Uh, it has crossed the eight hundred million dollar mark globally, uh, and I can tell you right now, it's not going to be the number one movie this weekend because Top Gun Maverick will more than likely dominate 
the Memorial Day weekend. Uh, I will try to get to it this weekend. I cannot promise anything with Star Wars Celebration um, and Memorial Day. But uh, if, if, um, if I do see it, I will talk about it next week. If not, it will probably be on the week after episode. Uh, and speaking of Tom Cruise movies, we got our first trailer for Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, Part 1. Uh, and it features a lot of callbacks to the first film. Uh, and it includes pretty much every character we've seen over the course of the franchise. And it ends, of course, with the infamous stunt of Tom Cruise jumping a motorcycle off a mountain cliff. But it's a cool trailer. It looks cool. There's, there's a, a chase scene in a Fiat, which is not something I ever expect in a big-budget Hollywood production. But here we are. Um, we also got our first trailer, first full trailer, for Thor Love and Thunder uh, during Game 4 of the NBA Eastern Conference Finals. Go Heat. Um, and we finally got our first real good look at Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher, and oh my God, is he great looking. Uh, they ditched the no-nose look from the comics, um, but yet he is still very uh, unsettling to look at. We got to see Russell Crowe in all his Zeusy, Zeusiness as Zeus, with using heavily committing to a uh, Greek accent, surprisingly. More of Jane Foster Thor, which I'm all on board for. More Korg, always on board for that. Not as much Guardian of the Galaxy, which is interesting for sure. Um, but I am very excited for this movie. It screams of Taika, and that, that's good. And uh, can't wait to watch it in, uh, in a couple months' time. And... Uh, I think that's it for for movie news today. Um, but uh, yeah, short little episode this week. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in week in, week out. Uh, as always, like, share, subscribe. Don't like, don't subscribe. Post comments. Follow me on the social medias. You know, Nick's Nerd News. Uh, I will not be at panels comic book coffee bar this weekend they are having their nevada nerd street market there were two this month uh, for obvious reasons uh the 101 league should be there on saturday uh hosting um super smash brothers melee uh, i don't know for certain they don't always do tournaments though on the day of the nerd market but they usually just have a presence there uh other than that Go check out Panels, um, Mythic Card Stop, one of my great Pokemon card providers. I uh, love them over there. And, uh, of course, Panels in general. Uh, that will be this Saturday from, I think, 10 to 4 is when they do that. Uh, other than that, like I said, as always, check out nextnerdnews.com where you guys can listen to the show right in your browser. Or if you prefer, you can listen to us on the go. On our website, you can find links to our Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio pages. That's where you guys can go and listen uh, to us on the go. You can subscribe. You can have us always right there in your pocket. Uh, also on the website is our social media tab where you can find links to our uh, and our live feeds of Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, or if you prefer, 
Just search Nick's Nerd News on your social media platform of choice. Make sure to stick to the social media channels this weekend. If you want to see highlights from Star Wars Celebration, if you want to see all the cosplay that I find interesting from the panels, the artwork, the booths, everything, make sure to follow me on Instagram at Nick's Nerd News or search for my personal handle, the Nick DeFalco, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, hope to see you guys there. If not, can't wait to tell you guys all about it next week. With that, I will catch you guys on the flip side.